Hey, Tom. Yeah. What is the one way to get to hell? Pretend as though it doesn't exist. No, it's metal music. Oh, fuck. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, welcome back to the O'Bourbon, hey, where we hey. sip on the nectar of God whilst talking about God and the absence of God. Slorp, slorp. <laughs> um... The 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 topic today, if if well, I guess I should start off with this. <laughs> if you stayed with us for all two hours of last podcast, which I think quite a few of you did, more than one th- of you, we yeah. know more Thank than one you. of you yeah. did that. More than one person did. Oh. Um, we love you so much. Um, I had to tie Miranda down to a car ride to listen to the whole thing <laughs> uh, because you know. She's a she's a she's a great she's a she's a she's a great honest person when it comes to I don't think I can sit and listen to two hours of a podcast. That's but then she also said she texted me and Tom. She was like, "What I've taken away from this episode, Megan has the patience of a saint." <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I really because do. me and Tom. <laughs> Just literally steal. The yeah, so I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> we would not ever stay on track if not for me. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. So, so uh, I, I got some some feedback uh, from our episode uh, last time, and it was like, so Megan's the smart one, right? <laughs> and then, like, like, and like Derek's the Christian one, and Tom's the jokes, right? Like, that's oh like, my god. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really call I guess. Out, huh? yeah. I mean, I'm going to disagree with that because that makes me look good. So. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah like, so make, it makes us a smart one, right? <laughs> you know, do you know what That's I hear true. in that That's quote, true. though? What? What I hear is the non Catholic is the Christian. Okay, 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 Baptist, sir. <laughs> can, can you get out of here with your. With your with your piety and your Protestant Reformation and your no, I I agree things. with you all. The the Reformation and feces and your the <laughs> my, my systematic theology. My, you know, I hey man, Pope Francis is cool. Not really. No, actually, no. Got nothing to say. He just came out and was like, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter like last week. He was like. Oh, Pope! It's like Pope Francis is condemning all these bad things, and he was condemning like the like child abusing priests, and then he was like, and also women that think they're allowed to be priests. He just slipped it in there. He thought it could be because those are comparable. Yeah, I mean that's that's how they do it, man. That's how the that's how those big wigs, those big religious big wigs, do it. They're like, yeah, we hate, we hate pedophiles we hate you know these bad people and homosexuals happy pride and women <laughs> and women and Damn it's it, like I'm two of those <laughs> i mean they think that all four of those things are the same yeah, there's it's a, like there's a false equivalency there like the you know yeah. the classic hey today you're men marrying other men what are you gonna do tomorrow marry dogs 
Nightmare Kids. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that's a that's a terrifying false equivalency there. I don't, I, hmm, hmm, yeah. Much to be, much to, much to think about. You happy know? Pride Month, happy, indeed. Happy Pride, happy Pride, happy Pride. Happy Pride. And and for the record, um, me, if you all haven't gotten it by now, or if you haven't followed me on Twitter, uh, yeah, um, me, Tom, and Meg are very affirming. In our theology, we might talk about that at some point. I don't know if we will, but if you could see us right um, now, you could see the non-binary flag that's currently on the couch yeah. here. So yeah, like if my Christmas tree was up, you would see the rainbow ornament that um, we got to put on there. Um, so that's but, awesome. Uh, that's it. so cute. Yeah. So um, anyway, for what it's worth, um, and that leads us into our topic today. We're talking about hell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that place that we're all gonna go. What my favorite part? We'll, we'll all, hey, we'll all learn about it one day. God we're just it. yeah. I mean, yeah, this is basically just like like getting a new film theory for the new Avengers movie. You know what I mean? Shoot. What's it every eye like will see, every knee will bow, every tongue confess, and every soul will burn. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so scary. Proud of that. I want to say that was a burp, but uh, I'm no, not was, sure. I think he was trying to be a demon. Yeah, as as a demonic yell. <laughs> oh my god i was just thinking about last week i wish you'd done that last week during my no. demon segment uh, <laughs> speaking of what the hell y'all we're doing are we doing a podcast every week now i think we might actually is, have our shit together. <laughs> we yeah, we're like on to. our way to the oh, yeah. responsibility oh yeah like I mean, um, we actually have people who listen to the podcast and are like, oh, yeah, I'd listen okay, to more. Okay, we also have, like, good mental health now because the pandemic yeah. is... We've got, like, a normal yeah. work yeah. schedule coming we have, like, up We here. have, like, normal lives and we have yeah. the bandwidth to do fun things. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> good lord. <Ugh. laughs> Just... Uh, it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. Um, <laughs> Not okay, quite. what is we're, the, we're almost what, there? We're what, getting there. HelloFresh, if you wanna, we could, we could do that. <laughs> Who's up. gonna be the first people to sponsor us? <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by um, Zondervan Books, Zondervan Bibles. Um, oh God, Bibles. get get your NIV shoved up your butt. Um, here at <laughs> Zondervan, no. Who's gonna be? I want to get sponsored be? by something that's gonna send me free clothes. Oh, 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 what if we get sponsored like, by like, like Stitch Fix, by like Adam and Eve sex toy shop? But it has, oh, a vaguely, God. has a vaguely biblical name though. I can't <laughs> a fig leaf shaped, a fig leaf shaped vibrator. We get to try it out for free. Sounds painful. Wait, is it, it internal or external? Painful. This is very important. We get to try it out for free. Uh, is it internal or external, Derek? <laughs> Depends on what kind of hell you're living in. Hey. Wow, right okay, wait, back wait, wait, to wait. it. I have, right. an as- I have an aside. We can cut this out if it's not, if it becomes a whole thing. No, oh, it's staying in once we started. Have you... <laughs> <laughs> should we skip Should we skip it? Do you, re- do you regret bringing you it up? No, no, I was just going to ask you if you watched the new Bo Burnham special on Netflix because I was I curious. haven't. I haven't Derek. yet. Just like those to. sex toys, it's called Inside. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, because I was just in the car. I was talking about it with Tom. I was like, I really want to know if Derek watched it because I want to know what your opinion is. But I do want to watch it. Um, I've awesome. only heard good things. It's excellent. Um, it's amazing. Good. That makes me happy. Um, so, as you all know, we are digging a hole deeper and deeper to hell with uh, with just 
who we are as people, me, Tom, and Meg. But uh, the one thing that we know is gonna gonna send us there is, um, hey, hey, y'all, what are you drinking? Oh, okay, there we go. That's exactly what I was about to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a vodka crayon today. I'm finally drinking. Wow. So, sorry in advance. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking some shard. Um, Chardonnay. Because uh, we are out of bourbon at the house right now. I had turns out I had the last. <laughs> it's, a cr- of it it's a crisis. Last time. Yeah. What kind of house? Let's see. One that has bourbon most of the time, but not all of the time. I'm currently sitting on the pride flag. I thought you had more in the cabinet above the microwave. Do you not? Oh uh, no, I drank that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I drank Damn it. Damn it. Well, uh, this is Theo Bourbon. Those of you listeners who are joining us for the first time. Welcome to Theo um, Chardonnay. Welcome to Theo Vodka Cran. <laughs> it might I be like a, the sound of that. It might be a Theo IPA later. Yeah. Uh, once, Theo once Spritzer. With here. Might Ooh. take an intermission, yeah, yeah. for some new drinks. Goodness. Um, well, I'm drinking Old Bardstown. It's one of my favorites. I've Ooh, had it before. Classic. Um, very, very good. It's uh, bottled and bond. 100 proof. 50%. Good stuff. Cheers. Cheers. I am jealous. Cheers. <laughs> now that my uh, my mic isn't actually sitting on the table, it's not a big like, <laughs> whenever I hit the... <laughs> oh, goodness. It's going to be a good day, y'all. Um, it is. We, this is going to be If great. we do this every week, y'all, we're going to be so... Uh, it's self-care. It, it's self-care, and it's also going to be like, you know, one of those things where um, just like what's happening to me now, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I couldn't tell what was going on there. Dang, oh my God, that was so <laughs> nice. Uh, Megan like, leaned in just, and snuggled a little bit. I was like, so worried. Oh, oh no. <laughs> For those of you d- who didn't catch it, I was pretending like I was about to cry. Um, but I that was uh, it was very real. believable. That was so mean. <laughs> you know, I used to want to be an actor. Damn. Maybe I was going go to pursue that. <laughs> Northern Kentucky to uh, pursue acting dreams. Dang, that's so cool. Um, hang out with us, Northern Kentucky. Yeah. 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 Cincinnati yeah. area. Cincinnati metro Kentucky. area. <laughs> um, but what I was gonna say is like if we start doing this every week, like my ass can only speak so much. You know, like talking out of I'm gonna have to actually become like educated in what we talk about. Yeah. That's well that was one of their that was one of the reviews we got was that it was way better because we actually researched things. We actually researched I'm not, I'm not yeah. kidding. The, the, the person who gave me lots was, and lots of it was informative for a change. The person who gave me lots and lots of like helpful stuff was like, Hey, mm-hmm. I this is educational I learned things. You should do that more. <laughs> <laughs> you should uh you should actually know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> Like, instead of just like character assassinating the evangelical church like oh you know i mean hey why do you start a podcast if not to just shit on everyone and exactly. then you actually start progressing towards like i mean joe rogan never got to the point where he stopped shitting on things yeah he's not even there yet we're so further we're along do- than he is we're dude. doing better than he is yeah, i think welcome- everybody's doing better that's than a, that's yeah, a low bar, welcome yeah. back to the theo bourbon experience Oh God! My name's Theo. I don't want to experience this is, this is my anything. boy Bourbon. What's up, Bourbon? 
I don't know. I've never listened to Joe Rogan. I don't know if that's. (laughs) (laughs) I just. Okay. We're going to move on. Um, So for those of you who are joining us, um, we do want to take a second and we, we sometimes do this like an hour in uh, where we say, so yeah, we're not trying to be mean about this. (laughs) I think we should embrace it. And you know what? (laughs) It's not our fault if people I get mean, mad at us. St. <laughs> Nicholas punched a dude in the face once for being a heretic. So I feel like just the fact that we cuss about, you know, reformed people, I think we're fine. Sometimes that's what justice is. But you, you I know? feel like you could also make the argument that that gives people the right to come and Punch break into in our face, house. So. I mean... Yeah, okay, yeah. anyways. And considering <laughs> that I am a flaming liberal you won't find a gun in my house so it'll probably be pretty easy uh see yeah we're a little bit further than you we're like we want our guns back <laughs> if you go like, far enough left you get your guns back just keep That's on going just keep on going <laughs> just keep going yeah. right but right before you get to libertarian yeah, you're so far left or libertarian <laughs> i don't think that's how it works but okay <laughs> i think that's how it works i'm really not sure <laughs> All right, so the we bearded got, dragon staring at Tom. The, be- the bearded dragon. Oh, so uh, we have not only our wonderful cat uh, Murphy, whom we love very much. We also have a bearded dragon named Monty. Who, oh, I love that. And they're both in here right now, just staring at us. Monty's cage has been relocated into this room uh, because she needed a larger enclosure, and oh. she has just been thriving recently. Look at well, her. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of the great dragon, so we're going to hell today. Um, <laughs> the burning lake of fire that is uh, never actually named hell in the Bible. Nope. I didn't know that. Nowhere, absolutely nowhere in scripture does the word hell appear, at least in the original languages. So who invented it? Just some guy? Girl. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into a little bit of that. Girl, um, just you wait. <laughs> so uh, um, we actually so this is pretty cool. So if you listened to us last time, um, we kind of split up um, some different topics um, between me, Tom, and Meg. Meg, you're gonna get to talk this time a little bit longer. Um, we're not gonna go two hours. I'm gonna keep my eye on the time. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we're not gonna sit well, here for two loved hours. It, and so just, it's okay if we go two I mean, hours. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I guess. Uh, we want Miranda to listen to us, though. We do want Miranda to listen. To yeah, we do. Actually. I want my wife to be proud of me. It's for um, <laughs> she is no, proud she, of you. She's very proud of me. She um, loves you. She's upstairs Monty's watching. Oh, Mon- Monty. Monty's eating food right now. Oh, sweet girl. Good Sorry. boy. Really oh, excited. good girl. She, yeah, she's. Well, we Mon- thought she was a boy, so we named her Monty, and then it was a girl, so we just kept it. <laughs> you don't know his bearded I mean, dragon until like fun. the year old. Yeah. Just like with uh, people you don't know, they're maybe, I don't know, 23 years old. <laughs> Anyways. I mean, hey. Yeah. <laughs> she chews with her um, mouth open, and it's really cute. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. So, um,. So this week we are going to kind of tackle this, um, kind of like we did the last time, um, where I'm going to talk about a little bit, and then Tom's going to talk about a little bit, and then Megan, or me, then Megan, then Tom, or Megan, then me, then Tom. I think I should probably go first, because I've got a little bit of the history or whatever, but... Um, Give us some context, anyway, my dude. We got it. Yeah, You're the gotta, most we important. We got that We got it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> what? I wasn't trying to say I'm more important than you guys. Uh, it's fine, dude. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Okay, so um, <laughs> if you all can just picture that gif of that dog in the burning room where yes. he's saying, 
it's fine the entire time that we're talking, then you'll get a little bit of the context that we're talking about. Um, <laughs> so, it's fine. Um, the way that I kind of, I'll, I'll start off with this, um, is that the concept of hell has changed a lot from what, um, kind of like what we were talking about last week with the building blocks, um, of faith. Um, it has changed so much and changed names, it's changed philosophies, it's changed images, it's changed all of these things. Um, and I'm going to be pulling a lot of what I'll be talking about from um, just a couple of the guys that have really... Um, I wish women could be in there too, because, but I just haven't found any that have written about this yet. So if you can shout me out some people who have talked about this subject that are women, I would love to read them because God forbid men should take this subject over just like just like if they take everything, over everything else. else. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, um, we have a Twitter, go follow that. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, hopefully Tom, can you do that? Ooh, yeah, totally. I can, I can put, yeah, yeah, our, um, we actually have an Instagram and a Twitter, so go follow those. The Instagram yep. is at Theo Bourbon, and the Twitter is... I think at Theo Bourbon. It's Theo Bourbon 1, my dude. Theo Bourbon Theo, Bur- Theo Bourbon was taken, so he just had a little one at the end of it on Twitter. So, at Theo Bourbon, Instagram, Theo Bourbon 1 on Twitter. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, but, yeah, um, so... Go and, you know, hit us up on there if you have comments, suggestions, all those things. If you want to get in fights with us on Twitter, that's fine. We'll, we, would, we'll we, would, we would welcome um, and love that. That yeah, sounds amazing. I would be, I want my first Twitter fight because of our podcast. Yeah. Like, God, me too. Yeah. It's actually made me kind before? of, yep. it's made me kind of sad that I haven't gotten any pushback from this. Um, <laughs> we deserve We're just waiting for the here. haters. We yeah. do deserve pushback. We're, we're. Uh, we say so much. Just, <laughs> we're. we're, we're <laughs> We are deep in the sticks. We are deep the in the river something. sticks that goes to Hades. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we'll add the we'll add the yoink in there. Um, <laughs> yoink. Um, so so um, what I want to build the context of this is is that the the evangelical church has put hell in the gospel. Um, not even the evangelical church, but even going back ages, um, at least until right around medieval, so medieval you, period. Do you mean when they it started like to, literally added it to the gospel? They've literally added that, like, not just evangelicals. It goes way farther back in that, but in the context that we're in, in the here and now, basically, if you don't believe in hell. If you don't believe in eternal conscious torment, mm-hmm. then you cannot believe the fullness of the gospel. Yep. I've also noticed just from talking to Tom, like uh, definitely a different fixation on mm-hmm. all of that that we don't really have. Yep. At least in the Catholic Church. I've got a lot so, of stuff on that once we get to my part. I'm so excited. Um, so, so that's what I want to kind of preface this with. So if you're listening and you have looked at Christianity or you've looked at the church as a whole, just know that you do not 
have to have hell in your gospel to believe in the good news of Jesus. It's not in the creeds. It's not in the creeds. It's not even... It's not even fully explored in scripture the way that it's taught. Yep. So the way that I want to kind of go through this is just kind of tell a little bit of a history. It's not going to be in depth. If you want to go into something like that, um, like super duper in depth, there are some resources um, that you can get your hands on just talking about like the way that the church has progressed in this. Um, One of the really cool books that I've been reading is called That All Shall Be Saved by Brad Jerzak, Dr. Brad Jerzak. Brilliant book. It's really base level, not in the sense that like the theology is base level, but he he talks to you. He's not like giving you like a theological disposition. He's like actually like talking to you in the book. So it's it's really brilliant. It's awesome. If you do want to go check out like a really deep, like hard to understand type book, it 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 still puts me in binds. Is um, that all shall be saved by? Did I just say that? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that happened. You're good. Her Gates Will Never Be Shut is the Brad Jerzak book. Yeah, oh, I say there that. You yes. Go. Okay. No, you said the other thing. I, I said the other thing. Okay. <laughs> um, the, the book by Brad Jerzak, Dr. Brad Jerzak, is Her Gates Will Never Be Shut. The book by David Bentley Hart is That All Shall Be Saved. Yes. Both of those books are kind of in tandem a little bit. Um, they're both Eastern Orthodox theologians, and that's kind of the, just for me personally, that's kind of the path that I've gone towards as far as thinking about the afterlife. Um, and so they do an incredible job of just taking the scriptures, taking all of those kind of blunt passages that people pull out, and they're like, oh yeah, this is where Jesus talks about hell. And it's like, no, he was actually talking about a trash pile outside the city in Jerusalem. Like, they go through all of that, they all of this other stuff. So... The word hell does not appear in scripture unless you are reading an English translation. Yep. Keep that in mind. Yep. So, um, to kind of start off, we're going to go all the way back to the ancient Near Eastern um, piece of things. So, the, the ancient Near East is, you know, Mesopotamia. It's the Middle East where the Israelites grew up, they were little babies. And it's in the Fertile Crescent. Yeah, I was making a crescent. That's what you were making. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so where many people believe that all of life began, you could argue that it was in Africa. I don't know all the science behind it. I don't I mean, know. It is on the con- like the continent of Africa. This is the sign if you're from Mesopotamia. This is what you do with oh, your okay. hand. Really? That's a thing? See, no. <laughs> I just believe... <laughs> Believed me. You're, you're femini- the smart one. <laughs> you're feminizing science by using those hand motions. <laughs> How no dare you? Motions. You're adding hand motions to the songs. Oh you're feminizing our feminizing our children. How uh, dare you? How dare you? Um, but anyway, in the ancient Near East, there was this belief they had what um, I think it's called a theor- three tier universe. So what that means is that there was the earth level, we live on the land of earth. There was underneath earth, which was the underworld, or Hades, or Sheol, or the dwelling of the dead. And then there was above the firmament, um, that we see that word in Genesis, um, which was this big metal dome that held up all of the water. Yeah, of the, the one universe. that's above the flat earth, what? yeah. 
Yeah. So this is all based on the belief that the Earth is flat. Oh, I was um, like, that's not real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is why we can't read Genesis as literal. Um, yeah, it's obviously so. Yeah. So you have the Earth layer below the Earth, above the Earth. That's why a lot of the Psalms say, "You are a God above the Earth. You are a God below the Earth. You're like He is mm-hmm. in all three tiers." Oh, that's okay. why you have that language. Um, so. Also, flat the, earthers do believe the firmament exists, and that's still? water up there. And yeah, because the Noah's mm-hmm. Ark thing, the whole point was that the firmament broke. And Are the you saying there's water in the sky? Everything. Yeah, it's water. That's why the sky's blue. <laughs> Duh. There's Duh. water up there. Nothing can be yep. blue but water. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows that. But here's the God. thing. <laughs> to the ancients, that made sense. Yeah. So um, that's the context that we're yeah, kind of going through. So, they're, they're so really above... Yeah, so above the firmament would have been the heavens where the gods dwelled. Um, that's where the ancient council we talked about last time would have been, all this other stuff. So that's where... Y- hi, Miranda. Miranda's going to come say hi. Hi, Miranda. Hi, Miranda. Hi. <laughs> say hi, Miranda. <laughs> She's she so pretty. She can't hear. She is uh, so pretty. <laughs> She's going to go get us fazolis. Um, oh, dude, it's awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm so excited. Oh. So um, in that... The basis of the afterlife for these ancient people was because your body, when you're dead, is going underneath the ground, you're going to the underneath space. You're going to the universe below. Makes sense. And so that is where the dwelling of the dead, Sheol specifically for the Israelites, um, which was basically just like, they viewed it as basically just this place that was dull, it was dark, it was dreary. And the way that um, I heard it described was basically it's a place of non-being. And that was more of like a state of just not being a person anymore. Megan has um, a question. Yes. Yeah, I have a question. I don't know if this is stupid, um, but please remind me. So in terms of like this versus like... Egyptian and then like Greek and Roman mm-hmm. mythology, where is the timeline? Timeline, uh, this would have been so Sheol was a thing. Um, I can't give you like dates or anything like that or even ages, but Sheol's been kind of a thought for a while. So I'm pretty sure Sheol's mentioned in Job, which was like the very first piece of, of so literature. Was like, this written. was this influenced by like those ideas of the underworld or is it its own thing? It's hard to say, at least for me, I know okay. that there's been work done. I didn't I didn't get that specific answer to that question, so I'm not gonna answer it for fear of <laughs> saying the yeah. wrong Just because I know like so many of mm-hmm. our influences are from specifically like Greek and Roman mythology. And that is where we're gonna get to here in a few minutes. Oh cool. <laughs> but um at least as far as when you look in the Bible, when you see the word Sheol, that is where that's talking about. It's that place that's underneath it's the underworld, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that that was so... So, like, basically everyone went to Sheol. Everyone died. Right. Everyone goes down there. Um, so it wasn't a matter of whether you were going to go up or down. Everyone goes down. And that was the reason that, like, family roots and legacy was so big in the Israeli culture mm-hmm. is because they wanted their legacy to be carried on so that... You know, they were really, like, that's why you have all these um, chronologies and all these, like, 
you start the book of Matthew right. with like the genealogy. You start the book of Numbers with genealogy. Yeah, like they that. were very, <laughs> very particular about that um, because like legacy was such a huge thing because it wasn't this, oh, I'm going to see this person again. It's no, I'm going to go to sleep with my fathers. Um, mm. So, well, so do they have like one? Is there one place in the underworld or is it like with? a place like Hades where there's different parts of the underworld for different levels of being a good person. Well, it's more like it's less of a geology. Mm -hmm. It's not like a physical place. Like we would think hell is this realm where there's just burning and gnashing of teeth and all this other stuff. Like we, we think of it as like a physical whatever. So the really big thing, and I was going to go into this is the Bible and scripture itself uses so much imagery mm-hmm. that we have taken the imagery of poetry and we've literalized it to mean specific physical geological places. Right. When that's not when what in it reality, was. that's not how it was for the ancients. And if it was, then it was literally just you're underground. Right. And you go to the place that's down. Okay. Um yeah. the dwelling of the dead. Right. And so um so all of, taking all of that into account, I think the the real reason why it's important to know that is because of that building blocks thing that we were talking about the last time, that the building blocks of our faith, of our Christ-centered Christianity, whatever you want to call it, it was not built upon the basis of hell being a thing. Yeah. Yep. Of the hell that we know of right now that's been explained to us. Um and, you know, theology has changed all of those things. So, like, could hell be a real place? Maybe. Whatever. Who knows? Um, and that's kind of the big thing that I really want to land on um, is that hell is not a dogma that should be used in order to facilitate salvation. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what we, what we like the collective we of Christianity has done, specifically like the evangelical church, sometimes the Catholic church, what we've done is we have said, so you don't go to hell, you need to be saved. Yep. That was not at all the building blocks of the early church. It was not. And it was not the building blocks of the Judeo, of like the, the Jewish faith. So, um, what I kind of want to really look at is the early the early Christian fathers. Um, what they would have, what they would have done, and and what a lot of what I've learned from the two books that I just told you all about um, is that the the ancient fathers that were right back to back up to Jesus the first two three hundred years. Um, of Christianity, where we got our canonical scripture, we got all of the writings of like Origen and Augustine and all of these other guys, um, the Desert Fathers, the Desert Mothers, all of these people, their prime concern was never the afterlife. And that's a big thing that I think, as far as like, if our listeners want to find a little bit of hope, <laughs> if you're one of those people that's like looking at Christianity and being like, I don't think I can be a Christian because... I can't believe in a God who would send a majority of the people that he's created to go to hell. Here's where you can rest. 
the gospel does not require it. I feel like this is just an important side note. Most of the people who are like the, um, uh, not the clergy members, the lay members who are in uh-huh. my RCIA class who are like, like middle-aged to older people who are kind of coming alongside the younger people who are joining the Catholic Church, none of them believed in hell. These are all people mm. who are like, I mean, this is, this is a Catholic church. This is mm-hmm. Roman Catholic church. And they were like, yeah, we don't really believe in that. Like maybe wow. some people in the parish do, but like most people here really don't think that's a thing. And we don't think you need to really worry about that. That was kind yeah. of the general vibe that it's like, we're going to talk about um, our hope of, of the afterlife of a life with God. However, that's just not the point. And we'll also mm-hmm. get to that later. Yeah. And so um, that was the prime thing with the early church fathers is what they would have conveyed is that they would have said, I don't know who goes to heaven or hell. I don't know. I'm not God. So why should I be freaked out about that when all I'm do I'm all I am told to do is to go and love people, to love God and love others. Um, and so salvation was less of a are you going to go to hell or heaven when you die? It was, how are you going to live through the hell that you're living right now so that you can bring the kingdom of heaven to people now? That's it. That's the one. And so that is the actual Christian, like the Orthodox Christian belief. Um, Christianity as a reason for social praxis. Yes. Um, And what was done to that, at least, um, and history and the the church history and all of the dogma that was put in place probably around i think what i read was it was like around 500 somewhere around there kind of that idea of an eternal conscious torment was kind of slivered in and then it really took its base when a couple of the popes later on in the medieval times were like yep dogma eternal conscious torment and so, um, <laughs> thanks, church dads. <laughs> thanks, church daddies. Um, and so, the medieval period is when all of those images and descriptions of hell were put into artwork. They were put onto the churches. They were put onto the, all of these things, um, basically to scare people um, and to basically yeah. monetize the gospel and to make people behave. That's the only reason that yep. people use hell as a cornerstone of the gospel, mm-hmm. is to make people behave. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so can't have those women thinking they're free. Oh, God, God. And you can't have those gay people thinking that they can love people. Absolutely not. Um, so I'm going to end my time on this to go to what you all are going to talk about. Ultimately... The early church, in its first couple hundred, few hundred years, they didn't have a set creed or dogma on the afterlife. They only had an eschatology, which eschatology is just a big word for like end times, when Jesus comes back stuff. Jesus is going to return and resurrect the dead. And the predominant view of the early church fathers who we received the Apostles' Creed from, who we received the Nicene Creed from, all of that stuff, who we who literally put Scripture together. They believed in ultimate redemption. They believed that 
there is a judgment and there is a fire that all people will go through. Jesus said, all will be salted with fire. Every human being that has ever lived will have to go through the fires of judgment. But at some point, if we choose to do so, we can lay all of our earthly wonders, all of our earthly material things, all of our earthly whatevers, we can lay those things down and enter into eternity with Jesus. Ultimate redemption doesn't mean, and a lot of people would say this is universalism. So what universalism does is it basically strips the gospel of a lot of its things. So like sin doesn't exist and accountability doesn't exist and all of these things. Like we don't need to change. We're perfect as we are, blah, 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 blah. Like there's some merit to some of those things. Not that sin doesn't exist because sin does exist. We've talked about that. Yep. Um, where I'm not saying, and, and I am going to say that this is my personal belief, this is my conviction, that in the end, hell is God himself purging us of the earthly things that have held us back from love. And once those things are metal chiseled away and burned off of us, that's an image that's not like it's going to feel like fire for people who hate love. It's some purgatory right there. Ish. I mean, it's um, you literally said the word purging and that's what purgatory means. But okay. True. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically like this is the best example I've ever heard because a lot of people and this is another Brad Jerzak thing. Um, he, he has said this. I don't know if he got it from himself or he heard it somewhere else. But think about this picture. A lot of people who argue against Christian universalism will say, oh, so you mean that when Hitler died, he just went and was in the arms of Jesus? It's like, well, no. What if the purging of Hitler was he had to look every single Jew, all six million Jews in the face, and say, I'm sorry, before he enters in? And each individual Jew of the six million was so healed and so radically loved into the kingdom of God that each one of them said, I forgive you. And in that, basically, you did you know say what the other goes to heaven, and I think we have to cancel you for that. I didn't say I didn't say he goes to heaven. I said that he goes into hell first. Um, so to me, well, um, but what I'm saying is that ultimate redemption is this: there is no evil that can there is no evil that can withstand the goodness of God. I like that. And if God is all good and God is all loving. He's going to do whatever he can to pull us out of that fire, even the fire that we're living in right now. And so if we start that journey right now and living in love and living in repentance and living in all those things, then we don't have to, <laughs> there are, we don't have to deal with that in the end when we, all we can do is look at Jesus, no holds barred, nothing in the way. All we're seeing is the goodness of God, like at that point, 
Hitler can't look at what he's done and hide from it. He has to embrace it, he has to know it, and he has to have accountability for it. There's no easy way. Because if you look at the cross, I dare you to tell Jesus that it was easy. Have you read um have you, have you read the Divine Comedy? Like are you familiar, familiar with like the Inferno, Purgatorio and Paradiso? That uh, is that is exactly the way that um Purgatorio is uh described. That Purgatory is a place where um basically like you have at every level is like one of the seven deadly sins at every level of purgatory. Mm-hmm. And at the end, there's an angel with a burning sword that strikes from your heart that sin. Mm. Uh, and it's like, it's, it is terrifying. It is scarier than Inferno. Yeah. Cause it's like Inferno. It's like, there is comfort in knowing that things are kind of permanently bad and whatever. But mm-hmm. in purgatory, there's, it's more terrifying because you know, you will have to go through all of these, things that basically will make you into the person that you need to be. And I think think it's also, but I think also it's an image of just like life and being formed Mm -hmm. by life and becoming a better person through adversity. And I think there's a lot of beautiful, like very humanist uh, imagery in there. Mm -hmm. Megan, what what are your thoughts? How is all of this hitting you? I haven't heard from you in a while. I have nothing to add right now. I mean, that sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) So and and that's kind of like like oh what a great and terrible day that will be. You know, and that's the scripture that's, you know, like thinking about people who would say like oh the god is love theory is is too you know, that's too easy. Like radical forgiveness is too easy because then you just don't hold people accountable for stuff. And it's like, well, no. Like we're all going to be held accountable for the things that we've done if if we haven't already partnered with Jesus to repent of those things and to get rid of those material things and to get rid of those um those sinful systematically oppress oppressing um even us oppressing ourselves if we haven't gotten rid of those things already because we have been working with Jesus already like that's why Jesus is still important. Like why would we not want to partner with the person who loves us more than any other human being that we could ever come across who's trying to make us better and trying to make us into more loving people trying to make us look like him who is the greatest love of all. Why would we say that he loses? Because we say that he loses when people go to hell forever. As if his sacrifice and all of those things wasn't good enough. Yeah, it's, it's the the Rob Bell um, love wins thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before love wins was an LGBT like slogan. <laughs> it was a book by Rob Bell that was all about how oh. everyone goes to heaven. I yep. love that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and there's uh, he actually won on Oprah, and Oprah said, "I'm not mm-hmm. a Christian. What's going to happen when I die?" And he just looked her in the eyes and just said, "You're going to be just fine." And people just lost it. Both in terms of uh, evangelicals shitting their pants, and the mm-hmm. uh, and just the audience basically just saying it's like that's an incredible message. Just a sigh of relief, yeah. Like yeah. A, co- a collective like, oh, yeah. so like I, I mean, I, I think that's the thing with belief. Like, I don't know about you, but I go through periods where believing in God is a thing that I do, and other times mm-hmm. where it's not really a thing that comes quite as easily. And I don't know if I control that belief. I don't know if I have. Like the ability just to say, I know what I, I know what I believe and I've decided to believe this. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's how it works. I think that's really human of you though. Yeah. And uh, I wish people yeah. would just admit that more. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. I think that this idea that like, 
and uh, but I don't have to worry about what happens yeah. if I die. Will I happen to be not really as sure of things? And I think yeah. that that's it, it's comforting, and I think that's honestly a great message of like, hey, um, if we're right about our religion, if we're right about this God, this isn't a God that wants to punish you. This isn't a God right. that that it doesn't make any sense. Exactly, and yeah. I think that's and that's that's an important that- message. Isn't that the funny thing, though, is, like, most of the people who would believe in an eternal conscious torment are the ones who believe that Jesus was tormented and punished for us. So, if they Mm -hmm. believe that Jesus was punished for us, but they still believe that we have to be punished even more, then they actually... They actually don't believe that Jesus' punishment for us was good enough. Exactly, because what was the point of it, then? Yep. And then that's where people are like, oh, limited atonement. He only died for the people that he chose and foresaw. And it's like, well, you still have this big thing where God is literally a megalomaniac. And he says, oh, yeah, just because I want to, I'm going to burn that one. And somehow that's loving and good. And it's just preposterous. It's stupid. And so um, all of that to say what I want to end on. And I promise this is the last thing I'll say. Unless you all have questions. I don't know. If and this is a Brad Jerzak-ism, if you love love, then you won't be in hell after you die, because you're going to want mm. to work with Jesus to get rid of the things that don't make you loving. If you hate love, the love of God is going to feel like hell. It's also very C.S. Lewis, you know, Great Divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, have you have, are you familiar with the Great Divorce? Mm-mm. Um, it's, uh, it's a C.S. Lewis book where C.S. Lewis is often thought of as something of an annihilationist. And we'll get to annihilationism, an- mm-hmm. annihilationism in a second. Uh, but he was often thought to be someone who thought that basically there's a heaven that you can go to if you want to go there. But if you really do not want to, if you don't want to go to heaven, if you don't want to live in perfect love, then God is merciful enough to just give you what you want. Yeah. And, and, and to like snap you out of existence you're just now eternal sleep mm-hmm. like the way that and that's yeah. that's what that would have been what the non-being thing would have been yeah. a sheol is literally you just don't exist anymore and yeah. you're just a memory you're a legacy you're whatever and, which and is you, why that was really important you, so. you can live on in the memories of other people but you don't your, your mm-hmm. conscious existence is over yeah. um so uh but but his his whole thing was that there are people who are driven in a bus from hell in a tour bus from hell to heaven and when they went there the grass was too real. It was sharp and prickly. The, uh, the sun and the light were too, um, just the experience of them was so overwhelming that everything was too real and they wanted to go back. Um, mm-hmm. That um, this experience of this perfect love was more uh, than people wanted to bear. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that transitions us into what are current concepts of of hell what are these modern concepts of hell because it's take it away tom there's way more than the evangelical concept of you either go to heaven or hell when you die um for first one i want to talk about interestingly is mormonism mormonism has got some interesting ideas Ooh. oh yeah so um yeah we are we're definitely going uh whether they're within that evangelical thing or not honestly if there's any mormons listening you know what you think um but the mormon idea is that there are actually four places you can go when you die uh, not one or two, four. So there's the outer darkness. This is for Hitler. Hitler goes to the outer darkness. Anyone who is unrepentant will never want love, want like uh, a happy afterlife goes to the outer darkness. That's basically their idea of hell. Um, 
so they've got two versions of heaven. You can look that up if you want to. But they have another one that I think is way more interesting. The Telestial Kingdom. Uh, this is a concept. This is where everyone who isn't Mormon goes, but they're a good person. And they say, this is a good place. This is great. They said that this is infinitely better than anything, anything you can imagine on Earth. Uh, and you basically get to go to a version of heaven, even if you're not a Mormon. This is where Ted Danson pretends to be uh, the runner of the good place. Oh my god! So it's kind I, of like I was an okay for place. Someone to bring up the good place because I've been thinking about it this whole episode. But it's not Ted Danson as the archangel that he plays. It's him as his character in Cheers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sam! I love Sam. You wanna go where everybody knows your name? Good job, guys. Uh, <laughs> so that's the Telestial place. <laughs> so that's the, that's, <laughs> it's basically the bar in Cheers. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the okay. It's, it's really a medium place. It's Cincinnati. Hey, we're already there. Oh, wow. This you're not born quite so- in the armpit, but you're in the, you're in the sweaty arm bend, like right here above your forearm. <laughs> kind of like that. What is that called? <laughs> um, you're, wi- you're, your you're anti-weenus. <laughs> A-weenus. A-weenus. Your a weenus. Can, can I request a short intermission because I have to go to the bathroom? All right, you may. All right, we'll I edit want, it out. I want another drink. Derek, okay, let's see, we are both going to take our headphones off and be away from the okay. mic. So, Derek, it is your place to tell jokes. I will not be cutting this out. Oh, God. Um, there you go. We'll have be back fun. Momentarily. Also, you hey, are recording, uh, correct? We didn't talk about that. Oh, yeah, I'm recording. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, have fun. Do your thing. Oh, thank God. Um, I am stealing all of these jokes from a, uh, wonderful person on TikTok. Um, hey, why should you knock when you open the refrigerator? Because there could be a salad dressing. Um... Why is water boiling in a pan holy? Why is it holy water? Because you have to boil the hell out of it. <laughs> I think that's all I got. That's all I can remember. Um, but those of you who are still listening to this this uh, this minor inconvenience that Tom and Meg have, have placed on all of us... Um, uh, this podcast is brought to you by, um, Maglo Music, M-A-Y-G-L-O-W. Maglo Music is Tom's alter ego, and he's got some pretty sick stuff, so if you want to check that out on Spotify, he's on Twitter, Maglo Music. Um, he's got some really good songs on there. Um, he didn't know I was going to do this, but I'm just going to blow some smoke up his ass. Um, it's some really dope kind of like uh, emo, electronic um, type of music. So if you're into that sort of thing, it's really good. He's got a great voice, um, and he does really good on the producing aspect of it. He does it all himself. So uh, you should check that out. It's really good. Um I am currently staring at the Fazolis that my wife brought home. Um, 
and it's making me really sad that I can't eat it yet because I'm obviously podcasting for all of you lovely people. Um, and I really do mean that. You all are lovely. Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, we have no idea what we're doing. We're learning as we go. Um, but hopefully we'll have some more content. We're going to have a really special guest next podcast. Um, so you all can be excited about that. I'm really excited about it. He's one of my very, very good friends, very favorite people on earth. Um, and he's going to talk to us about some really cool things that I think you all will enjoy. Um, especially those of you who are struggling to, um, see, uh, Christianity in a good light when it comes to church. But what just happened was Tom just walked past the camera and I'm looking at his ass. That was my junk and my ass. Yeah, both of those in there. Can you hear me? I can hear you just barely through Megan's headphones, and I'm putting back in my ears. So it's the... Also, uh, if you've been hearing it, a gentle thumping, that's been the lizard. The lizard has been wanting ah, to get out and hang out with us. Gotcha. Well, I was going to say, you know that uh, part in Fight Club where he meets Tyler Durden on the plane, and he mm-hmm. says, the, the age-old question of etiquette is, do I give him the crotch or the ass as I walk by? You gave me both, sir. You're welcome, by the way. Thank you. I miss that ass. Aw, buddy. <laughs> we got some. We got some good stuff to talk about. I can't wait till Megan's back because we. Dude, I'm really excited. Yeah, I did. Um, it, did all of the stuff that I said make sense? Like, is all of that good? No, it totally okay. made sense, man. You're good. Right. I, I think. Um, yeah, I, I think kind of leaving us with the upshot that. Um, mm. None of this is the point is really important. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. uh, while I was, uh, when I first got to Asbury, I went to uh, the local Orthodox church in Nicholasville. Have you been there? Nice. Yeah, you know. I haven't been there, but I know some people who went there. Oh, that's a good spot. My, um, so my um, high school spiritual like um, mentor who was at the Baptist church that I was at, he converted to Eastern Orthodoxy, and that's the church he went to when he lived in Lexington. Yeah, so... Um, I asked the uh, the priest there. Uh, so, uh, who who do you think goes to hell? Like, what is your what, what is Eastern Orthodox position on that? He said, yeah, "We don't really we don't really care. We don't really worry yeah. about it." Yeah, like yeah. he's like, "Yeah, we don't we don't know." Yeah, like why would you why would you, why would you be worried about that? Like, <laughs> and that's the whole that, like why is it even a question? That's not the point of Christianity. <laughs> yeah, they're literally just like oh, yeah. If, if you're converting. Uh, for the sake of avoiding hell, you, you're you're just not doing this for the right reason. Like there's mm-hmm. plenty of better reasons to do this. Um, like our boy uh, Tolstoy, and I talk about Tolstoy mm-hmm. a lot. I just love Tolstoy. Um, War and peace. He was yeah. In no way was he. Or is that uh, crime and punishment? Uh, it def- I think both are him actually. I, they I know, both him. I, I know. I know. War and peace is definitely look up crime and punishment. But I know War and pieces, but um. It's, I know very little about his fiction, actually. I don't, I'm not a mm. huge um, reader of his fiction. It's very wordy for me, and I am, as I am, mm-hmm. uh, impatient, and I have diagnosed ADHD. So I don't. This yeah. is why I only use Audible. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. It's really not, but you should you should definitely do audiobooks. Please, God, Daddy Bezos, sponsor us. Hey, Megan's <laughs> back. <laughs> oh Daddy Bezos, he's probably listening right now. Jeffrey Bezos. 
Congratulations! You are a fucking asshole, guys. Eric, you, you have to. You, you need to, to watch. watch the that was that was a, a Bo Burnham reference. Okay, he does oh, so many songs okay. about Jeffrey Bezos. But to nice. finish my uh my my thing about Tolstoy, please do. Uh, he was a rich dude who became like a radical like anarchist like leftist anarchist who believed in basically just inviting all of his the local homeless people into his house just to live there like he's like he's like this is praxis this is what this is the point of christianity and that was all just because of his faith that's keith green that's keith green don't even know who that is the dude, uh, how do you not? Okay, so he was uh, he was one of like the forefathers of the Jesus movement and oh. like typical CCM, like when it was first starting in the seventies. He was like the guy, That's a and him and his episode. wife, him and his wife basically bought this huge plot of land in California, and he was like, "Hey, young people who don't have anywhere to go, come live here." Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um. Yeah, that's very Tolstoy of him. Okay, mm-hmm. so, so there you go. M- Mormonism. Yeah, they. Uh, however, I, it's worth mentioning. I forgot to say this: that the celestial kingdom and the terrestrial kingdom—that's the first level of of hell mm-hmm. or of heaven. Uh, you do have to, you do have to get uh, castrated by Jesus and uh, the prophet what? Joseph Smith. Like, oh dear God, things are going to be great because the only ones who are allowed to reproduce are the ones that go to the celestial kingdom. Oh. They're, the, they're, they're the ones who become God. Because the idea See, is this, that... Yeah. Because yeah, God is actually... Because the, the, in Mormonism, God was just a person, like you or me, who lived a righteous life and then uh, died and was sent to the celestial kingdom. He because, was from the planet Og? Yep. Because yep. in, Mor- so in Mormonism... So aliens in Mormonism, too. In Mormonism, you are an alien... Oh, yeah. Who is destined to become the god of a planet? How am I an alien? The the thing they're all humans, uh, and all and all planets are just humans that have uh, a righteous person, a righteous Mormon who became yeah. a god of that planet, and, and then, then that god quite literally heaven fucked a bunch of women, and they became the spirit babies that dwelt on Earth. Heaven what? <laughs> And then, so, okay, d- no, Tom, did you, you show it. her that that cartoon video that we found that one time? Oh, my God. You, have you seen the Mormon, the Mormon video? Okay, I feel like the, you guys should already know okay, the answer. Okay, no. we should, we should preface incredible. this with, there are some very, very lovely, lovely people who are Mormons, and I love you to death. I have truly nothing against Mormon I have people. truly nothing against the Mormon, the Mormon people. And I, the only things I the only things I have against <laughs> Mormonism are also evangelical. Yeah, everything. So everything that we have against Mormonism is the history of the church, which is exactly the same as our history with evangelicalism. I could say like I just hate the rampant misogyny, blah, blah, blah. but who are we kidding? And that's everywhere. You know? <laughs> and you know, black people couldn't be a part of the church until the eighties. It's whatever. Wow. And, and, and also, the religious right was created specifically because they hated integration of schools, which we'll talk about later. We will talk about that later, Jerry Falwell. Sneak peek on one sneak of our peek upcoming shit. topics. A previous, uh, not a previous, a, a future episode. A preview future episode. Future episode. All right, keep going with the, <laughs> keep going with uh, what you're talking about, Tom. We'll 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 keep going. Cool. Okay. So um, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Not the giant water bottle. <laughs> the gallon is back. <laughs> okay. So, gotta stay hydrated. So we're going to talk about annihilationism. Ooh, um, that's what yeah. I used to be. 
annihilationism seems cool until you think about how bad it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so as, uh, as every theological point ever <laughs> it's really cool until you think about how bad it is as uh, a lovely theology professor that i had once said um do you really think a, do you really think a good god would create something perfectly good and then destroy it it's the same thing penal substitutionary atonement do you really think a good god would send his son to earth just to commit child sacrifice so that he could appease his own <laughs> wrath. Okay, wait, 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 wait. What is annihilationism? So annihilationism. Basically, you can either go to heaven eternally or, or you, you just die. die permanently. You stay dead. Personally, I you literally cease. <laughs> you cease to exist. Like this. Like, like, there's no. There's no reincarnation. There's no. No memory. No. Nothing. You're. You're just. You. It's eternal sleep. That's rough. Uh, yeah. Instead of like anything good afterward, or anything even just mediocre, like or it's basically, bad. it's not even yeah, restful. Yeah, not even that. It's not, yeah. You're you're not conscious of anything. There's yeah. no way. You're, you're just gone. Gone. So, um, according to what what I found here, um, it's kind of preceded by conditional immortality, which is what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, which Ignatius, our boy Ignatius, uh, and we love Ignatius and Justin we Martyr. Love Ignatius. Uh, kind of, they were kind of the first people who talked about like, hey, what if that's true? Uh, mm-hmm. However, they did not come up with annihilationism. Uh, that was a guy named Arnobius. Big, big, big happy about those early church fathers. They didn't make it a dogma. Yeah, they did not. They, the, the thing is, this was always... They said, what if? Yeah, this is a conversation. This was always meant to be something that we talked about, something we don't know. This is a mystery, you know? And I think mm-hmm. the whole point is that when you conflate that mystery into a, a means of controlling people, into a means of making people afraid, it's going gonna, it's gonna to freak people out. Like, weirdly, people are more okay with, like, hey, hell, yeah, hell, eternal torment exists, and accepting the fact that uh, the Eucharist is communism. Not communism, excuse me. I just got really excited there. The Eucharist <laughs> is cannibalism. Cannibalism, communism, dude. No, 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 I'm just gonna get started on communism. Yeah, I'm. I, so I had my I had my glass of wine. Now I'm half. I've been chugging this IPA and it shows. Man, you got that Ryan guys. You're good. You're good. Dude, yeah, I got the Ryan guys. It's from here. It's from Cincy. You know, yeah, this is. Uh, I would argue rep, that rep I have spot. it worst because I'm going last. <laughs> you got oh, yeah, that. You, you are gonna. You've struggle. had it. You've had the time for it to sit. <laughs> You're oh, marinating. Things are going well over here. Marinating. Marinating. In that vodka crayon. <laughs> so, um, so Martin Luther, he believed in something called soul sleep, uh, which mm-hmm. is saying that basically um, everyone who dies is currently in kind of a stasis until the end of days. And at the end of days, that's when heaven, like, the, like new heavens and new earth, um, also Megan, so new heavens and new earth uh, is uh, kind of paraphrasing uh, from a, a verse in Revelation that refers to at the end of time there will be created um, an entirely new universe 
where all of the people who go to heaven live. Why do you guys like Revelation so much? Because it's fucking baller. Can I can I just interject for like two seconds? (laughs) But it's cool. It's just give me like I get I get give me. So is Harry Potter, but there are blogs about that and shit. I don't know. Uh, So (laughs) so here is so here is the minor but major difference between all of that eschatology stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Evangelicalism would say that God is going to destroy the earth and then remake it. Right. Yes. Orthodoxy would say that God is not going to destroy, he's going to redeem and renew it. What do the Catholics think? Okay. I have no we, idea. We're we going to get to that. It's actually <laughs> me either. Okay. It's actually really good. Like, you're going to love okay. it. Oh, you're you're going you to like this. Okay. Uh, Derek, you might join the Catholic Church after the end of this. Listen, podcast. man, I I dig it. I dig some of the <laughs> things. I don't dig that. I'll go into that. I later. also don't dig. No, tell things. me what you don't. Tell me what you don't dig. There's a I'm lot. Not of stuff. I don't care. I'm, I'm not Catholic. a. <laughs> I'm not a pope person. Like I don't think. I don't like should. the pope either. Yeah. I think. Okay. I think it's so pointless. The, it's it's just a it's. I like him as like I, a mascot. He's like a figurehead, but he doesn't. I don't believe I that everything don't, he says is infallible. That's stupid. Religion <laughs> sucks when it's run like a government. Yep, yep, yep. I'm totally with you. As an anarchist, um, <laughs> I think it's stupid. But that doesn't mean. But he's a good mascot. He's kind of like Big Blue or like I think whatever. They're going to kick me out if they hear what I just said about. So like I <laughs> see, I and, and this could just be my ignorant Protestantism. Because and Protestantism has taken this and they don't even realize it. Protestant yeah. churches look more like the Catholic Church than they want to. Yep, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big fucking deal. A People s- don't get that. A if they knew that they would deal. commit seppuku. So but, yeah. a single. So I'm I'm just gonna say it because I so don't go there do it, and dude. I don't know really? anyone who goes there anymore. Yeah. Southland and Lexington. <gasps> <gasps> oh. What I go. Not Daddy Weiss. Not Daddy Weiss. Anyone but Daddy Weiss. It's run like a CEO runs a company. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what the Pope is. The Vatican invented doing that. You're totally right. And so... Have have y'all been to the Vatican? Have you been to the Vatican? No. I want to so Okay. So as someone who has been to the Vatican, it is the sexiest place. Like it is. Like imagine. I will literally cream my pants when I walk into the Sistine Chapel. (laughs) Oh oh my god! Like, but here's the deal. So like everything has like the papal seal on it with like the big hat and the keys because you know like the binding and loosing keys. Are you familiar with what I'm referring to right now? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? No. Okay. So there's the papal seal (laughs) that has it has the hat on it, but also has Mm -hmm. two has the two keys. Uh, And the two keys basically say that. What like that basically says it's all about papal authority, and mm-hmm. uh, it's very based on papal authority. But like they've got like this really cool looking seal. Like the design of it is cool. Like mm-hmm. they know how to make it cool. Just like basically, it's really the aesthetic. Imagine like Apple, if if, if Apple and ancient religion had a baby, the Vatican. Like it is like yep. it feels sleek. It is like terrifyingly clean, it, mm-hmm. and it's like they've got like this food court with like gourmet food, like. Everything's now imagine there. if the Reformation and the Catholic Church had a baby, it would be every mega church on the country's land. And that's it. You have to have that CEO pastor who nothing happens unless he gives it his okay. Because that's God literally is speaking through him. Yeah. Al Mohler is the Pope of the SBC. You Holy have shit. Holy shit. That's it. What? 
because yep. God is speaking through him. Because Catholics would say, because God is speaking through the Pope. So he's but think never about, wrong. Think about evangelical like theology. It's that God is speaking through the pastor. It's the same shit. Different it's anus, the exact dude. same thing. And so the okay, I'm, I'm really I'm sorry gonna, about that. I didn't I'm, about that. And I'm really sorry for going on the tangent. I let us off the tangent, but um, we're gonna have a really long episode. I'm okay with it. I'm okay um, with this too. So it just it, it, and that is where all of that stuff comes from. We literally would not have hell, eternal conscious torment, if it wasn't for a pope who said it was real. Yep. If it, there it. wasn't a pope who literally wrote it down in his whatever it was called, what do they call him? Diary. <laughs> Sorry, no, I, it, I don't uh, know. I actually don't. The, know. Dispensation. The, uh, Those like letters the, from the pope. Is it a dispensation? Yeah, I think it, want to say it's every pope does it. They uh, do the, the little the, letters. I know what you're talking about. The second, like second something, and the first something, and the. I don't even know. I yeah, we're both. My parents paid Damn. so much money for my Catholic education, and you guys know more than me. <laughs> but your mom's a Jesuit, so it doesn't really count. Yeah, no, you're right. no, but they're the ones who control the world. They control I the mean, world, though. If you believe in the Illuminati, it's I, Jesuits. They don't control so. the world. <laughs> it's so funny. So Otherwise, I was actually. How would I be here? <laughs> I was on a Zoom call with with the Jesuit um, mm-hmm. priest, and I asked, like, okay, I, I love so. the Jesuits. By the way, they're. Wonderful. They're so cool, yeah. The thing is, they're the ones who are actually, like, LGBT affirming, women affirming. Yeah. They're the cool people. Like, if they yeah. had their own... If they just broke away from the Catholic Church and had their own... The sex. Jesuits are just mystic Catholics. They yeah, literally they are. are. They yeah. Don't, yeah, they literally are. No, but for real, like, um, I asked, like, okay, so Jesuits controlling the world. Let's talk about it. Um, and <laughs> he said, hey, have you ever, like, hung out with a lot of Jesuits at once? And I was like, no. And he said, well, I have. And they can't agree on what to get for lunch. So I don't think they could be good at controlling the world. And honestly, yeah. And you know, you want to know something really funny? So mm-hmm. you know how every racist and every, like, neo-Nazi evangelical believes that <laughs> Jews are to blame for everything? Oh, God. So, yeah. Oh, that's a whole conversation. On Every, how the whole the Jews killed Jesus thing is a specifically uh-huh. an anti-Semitic trope. Yeah. So like, the anti-Semitism of that. So every Jew will tell you, like every rabbi, every whatever, everyone will say there's a couple of different things. That Judaism is a, pr- like, they would say scripture is a prism. And you shine light on it, it goes everywhere. So if you put, if you put, t- hey. Take your shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing a Pink Floyd shirt. Holy shit. Um, Happy yeah. Pride. That's funny. Happy Pride. Um, but basically, they would say, if you put two Jews in a room, you'll have seven opinions. <laughs> I love that. Or if you stick a... Uh, and I promise I'm not being anti-Semitic. These, Jew- these jokes... <laughs> these what? These jokes were told by a Jewish person on a podcast that I listened to. And he said, if you have a, a Jewish rabbi stuck on an island... He will, and somebody finds him. He a will Jew have walks built into two, a bar, and I saved him a seat. You know what I mean? <laughs> he will. He will have built two temples, and he said, "Oh yeah, that's the temple that I pray in, and that temple I wouldn't go in if you paid me a million bucks." I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so basically, what we're saying is that Jews, what we can learn as Christians, is exactly what we're talking about. That different opinions are actually worship. I like so that. They would, I like so that. They would, they would say that arguing, arguing about Dialogue. scripture and the will of God, this is actually a, a, the big a quote D from a guy. Getting some of that big D yeah. right up you, you know what I mean? This is, a, this is a quote from a guy that I heard on a podcast. He's actually a Jewish scholar who teaches at one of the Jewish seminaries of America. He says sick. that cool. 
actually arguing the will of God as a form of worship. I think that's true. I love that. Honestly, I just love Judaism. We live yeah. right next to a synagogue and where a uh-huh. bunch of Orthodox Jews meet. So whenever I go to Kroger oh, yeah. after uh, after whatever, I'm not sure what they call services there, but after their services, they're always just like hanging out, shopping at Kroger. We'll see them mm-hmm. like walking down the sidewalk. Their aesthetic is just they would, unmatched. Oh, it's it's so incredible. Cool. Yeah. They are the they, coolest. Yeah, they'd probably be pretty mad at us though because we've said Yahweh a lot of times in our podcast. Yeah, uh, are you not supposed to do that? Yeah, you do not, not do that. To do that. You if, don't if you, say if you the name say, of God. If you write, if you anything the name of God, that is like deep sacrilege even the word god yeah no yeah you put g slash d you don't put god yeah so that was actually a lot of this one's for free um (laughs) this is uh so when the early manuscripts were being translated they would say um it would be capital l and then smaller capital o smaller capital r smaller capital lord or d and it would say yep. Lord, but it was all capitals, but the last four letters were smaller capitals. Uh-huh. And that would literally be the translation of the name Yahweh. Yeah, Yahweh is in the Bible a bunch, but you never see it written in a translation because it's always yeah. translated as all caps Lord. It's like Lord. if you say Macbeth when you're in a theater. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's, it Scottish play. It's, like, it's like saying good luck. In a, in a bo- a backstage in a theater. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, break a leg. There it is. Goodness. So next we're going to talk about the Millerites. Have you heard of the Millerites? Are you familiar? Uh, are they disciples of Nathan Miller, the music teacher at Asbury? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> trying to think of things to say, and I got nothing. Megan is currently leaving the room. Good dude. Uh, but we're going to keep going, though. Yeah, I'm just going to just going to acknowledge that. Megan will be back in a sec. Okay, so... Yeah. Uh, the Millerites, they are part of the movement that became the Seventh-day Adventist. Also, it's not, ad- it's not Adventist. If you see it and you think mm-hmm. Adventist looks like Adventist, it said Adventist. I actually, yep. I, talked to, I talked to one of my friends who grew yep. up Adventist, and he said this is how you say it. So this is why a I'm very, saying it that way. If you are an uh, Adventist who says it the other way, I'm sorry. Uh, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you have to be so wrong about this. I have a, a really close family friend who's a Seventh Adventist uh, pastor. Oh, that's interesting. So, Such they believe in annihilationism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't believe that there is a hell. Um, actually, my once Adventist friend, his name is Douglas. I'm 100% sure he's not listening, but shout out Douglas if you're listening. Hey, Douglas. He was, he was my shift at Starbucks back when I was um, in high school. And he, was, he, and he and I would play Diablo 3 online, and that was a good nice. time. Nice. Yeah, we killed demons together. Um, I've had it. Sick. Never played it. It's okay. Not great. It's okay. Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, they are, they are annihilationist. Uh, they, and basically he, as he in high school was like, I don't really think I believe this whole Jesus thing. And he went and asked his pastor, Hey, if I don't believe in in Jesus, do I go to hell? And they said, yeah, we don't believe in hell. You're just gonna, you're just gonna stop, uh, being a thing one day. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. And he was fine with it. Cause he's like, I don't, I don't believe in Jesus and I'm, and I'm fine with not existing one day. Let's do that. So yeah, the Adventists do not really believe in hell. It's not their thing. Um, Okay. So, um, so we're going to go into what does, what does hell mean and what the different mm-hmm. meanings of whenever it says hell in, in your English Bible, what does it mean? So you'll have Gehenna. Uh, we already talked to Gehenna. Gehenna means destruction. And Gehenna means basically a place of eternal burning. And that's where it, we get like this Christian idea uh-huh. of hell. It was However, the name of the trash heap outside of the city of Jerusalem. Yep. And the reason that it was so bad 
is because the worst thing you could do as a Jew is burn a dead body. If your body was burned, you're basically just, you're fucked for eternity. Even if you die in a fire? uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That was a so, bad thing. Don't so basically, Gehenna was where died. they burned the bodies of like criminals and shit after they crucified them. Because and they also, purposely didn't. They purposely wanted to damn their souls. Yes, that's fucked. It's fucked. That and so fucked. basically, they, they, now they can't be in wherever you go when you die. You're destroyed. I just think even you're if you're yeah. a criminal, like that's you're a gone. lot to damn someone's soul forever. It's pretty fucked. That's yeah. pretty bad. We're not, yeah. We're not so not. that's why Jesus, when he was like, "Yeah, if you." Blah, 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 blah. You might as it's better to enter the kingdom of heaven with one eye than it is to go into the mouths of Gehenna with two. And when he said uh, it's easier for uh, rich people or for a camel to go through the eye of the needle for rich people to go to heaven, he's basically saying if you are a rich miser, you go to hell. You, you go to mm-hmm. Gehenna. That's where you go. As you should. Uh, yeah. And so that was Amen. just the language and the imagery yes, that he was yes, using yes, to make yes, a point. Lord. It was not literal. Thank you. Yeah. And th- there's, oh no, 100%. So that's one of three different words used for, for hell. Mm. So there's Gehenna. Uh, there's Sheol, as we talked about, the bosom of Abraham. Great word, bosom. Um, <laughs> but the idea is this is where, so this is where you go when you die. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming like yeah this is where you're going to die uh it's kind of like a place where just dead people go <laughs> i tried to lick megan's finger it didn't work um uh so here's the thing that i think we should mention that i think is absolutely crazy so have you ever heard when jesus died on the cross he went to hell oh yeah he yeah, descended okay. into hades it's he descended Peter. he descended or either if you're reading the apostles creed depending on which version mm-hmm. you use it's either he descended into hell or he descended to the dead and that's the important one so the idea is that um, Jesus went to Sheol uh, mm-hmm. to preach the gospel, which is a stupid phrase, but okay, to basically go and hang out with like people who had died previously and bring them with him to heaven. And then he came back to be like, hey, death couldn't kill me, right? Ultimate redemption. Yes, that's it. Um, the, the, so the idea is Sheol... Many many read that, and the many Orthodox readings of that, especially because uh, John Wesley. For one thing, John Wesley was an annihilationist. However, mm. in later times, uh, people have read John Wesley to say that he would argue, and this is not true. He himself would not argue this um, that Sheol stopped existing, uh, and now it's just you die, soul sleep, heaven or hell. That's it. Mm. However, I think a more charitable reading of that. Uh, of that Jewish idea that was kind of grafted into Christianity when Christianity kind of started building its theology in the first few centuries uh, CE. Um, like a more charitable reading would honestly to be like, there is possibility for everyone who dies to believe in love and believe mm-hmm. in goodness and want something or, and want something good and righteous after, even if they fucked up their whole life. And the I way, think that's I think that's the a better way to read that. Yeah, the way that um, Bradley Jerzak puts it, and because he talks about that exact thing, yeah, is that when Jesus went to Hades, have y'all ever seen um, Men in Black, the first one? Yep. No. <laughs> well, there's a scene. I'm going to spoil the movie for you. Um, so Tommy Lee Jones has this big giant ass gun, 
and he makes the giant bug, the evil bug, that the, the evil cockroach alien that they're fighting, he makes them swallow him. And Gobble from me, the in- swallow me. And he shoots from him the, from the inside and comes out from of his the stomach. inside. He blows up. Okay, you know how the I, bug. You know how I guessed that. Oh. What? Because it happens in Sharknado. Because this guy gets eaten, <laughs> <by a shark. laughs> and he chainsaws his way out of the shark, and it's really so. Epic. What we're gonna go with that is, is the, the Sharknado right there. So Sharknado. basically, this is what Brad Jerzak says. He says, "So what happens when God dies? God cannot stay dead." So what happens? He goes to Hades and he blows the gates off from the inside. Chainsaws because his way he's out. such God, he's such love, he's such goodness. He chainsaws so his way out of the shark. He chainsaws his way out of the shark. He blows himself out of the giant cockroach. And so what is that? I'm preaching now. What is that? That is Jesus in the mouths of death. He literally goes to the maws of death, the mouth of death, and he says fuck you and he blows it off from the inside so literally hell cannot exist anymore the dwelling of the dead cannot exist anymore because god is so good and there it is i like that okay so we have our third one and it's just worth saying um it it's thematically not great after we had such a great thing from you and i can't wait to hear from you megan is that our third one is tartarus you know, y'all, y'all hey. Tartarus? Yeah. Yes. yes. So, and, and so the word Tartarus is in the We're Bible. We're getting Greek. Like, Greek. a lot. Like, this Percy is, Jackson. whenever something is talking about being, like, thrown into hell, the they're not saying, Tartarus. yeah, they're not saying Gehenna. I mean, Jesus doesn't use, I mean, this is a Paul word. Paul talks about Tartarus mm-hmm. a lot. Okay, so if the Bible talks about har- Tartarus, then obviously all the Greek mythology stuff came Literally from every time oh, of course. you oh, no. see. He's literally using a Greek a Greek myth yep. thing to discuss. so much of our perception of the afterlife, I think, still comes yep. back to Greek mythology. Jesus actually says. So how would you says, describe Tartarus, Megan? Tartarus is like a, the deepest pit of Hades yep. where all of the really evil people go. Yes. Yep. So, but um, Jesus actually, when he uses the word Hades, so they're standing on top of the mountain above the temple where they're doing a bunch of like, like prostitution and preteristry, which is like men going to have sex with little boys, which is actually what Paul was condemning when they use the word homosexual. Yep. Um, The word is pederasty. So he actually pedophile. Yeah. He took. So it's that story where he took all of his disciples to look at the gates of Hades. That's what he was talking about. It was believed that that temple was the actual gates of Hades because it was a cave. And remember the three tier universe. If you go into a cave, you're going to the depths of the, uh, you're going into the depths of earth. So therefore it was the, going into Sheol or Hades. Whoa. Jesus says, the gates of Hades will not prevail you. That's exactly where he said it, and he was looking at that place when he said it. Yes, and here's the thing. We were just talking about Sheol. Um, most scholars, from what I've seen, agree that Hades uh, was used uh, in a Greek Greek sense to, in Sheol. They were used interchangeably. So, so the same thing. Yeah, exactly. He's saying, and the gates of Sheol, the gates of the dead will not prevail against Yeah, because I was, I was thinking about that when you were explaining it, because you're like, oh, everyone goes here. And I was like, that's just like Hades. Everyone goes there. Yep. But When the Bible yeah. talks about Sheol, Hades. Hades, Tartarus, whatever, it's all the same place. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's the thing with, with Tartarus. Tartarus is like deep Hades. Tartarus is deep, mm-hmm. dark Hades. And yet, that also means if Tartarus is a place that's in Sheol, that means that this is also a place that doesn't mean you're doomed. Not yeah. even Tartarus. Not even the deepest depths mean, can mean you're doomed. And that's a good Which news. Which is, good news for all can you, if you look this up for me, I don't know if this is true, but when Paul says in Romans, neither life nor death, 
nor angels, no demons, nor whatever, nor whatever, no sin, no whatever, can separate us from the love of God. See if Tartarus is in that. Oh, uh, it's Sheol. Yeah, the word, the word is Sheol. Hades. Excuse me, it's uh, Hades that he uses. So he uses Hades there. Yeah, so that Hades. is one of the greatest universalist texts Yep, that you can use. Because he literally says the dwelling of the dead cannot separate you from the love of God. Wow. If if I go, what is that? If I if I go to heaven or I make my bed in Hades, you are there with me. And that would actually that's that word would be in yeah, that's in Psalms. So that would be Sheol. That'd be Sheol. Uh, and that's also like it's the concept uh, of yeah. uh, hell is a place where God isn't is also a very uniquely evangelical idea. Because oh mm-hmm. yeah, my last thing is that most Catholic theologians over history have not believed in an eternal hell. Most of them haven't. Even the ones, or even after it was made dogma, most mm-hmm. have said eternal hell is a state of being. If you mm-hmm. are living in like uh, systems of oppression, if you are suffering under um, these evil um, systems in the world, you are living in, in like your state is eternal hell. Yes. That's what hell is. You are currently in it, you know? And like, I love that. Because after you die, you are going to be okay because we have mm-hmm. a loving God. So that was... And that's, that's, that. um, that's a big thing that Chris Green, Dr. Chris Green, he's a uh, Pentecostal uh, professor. I can't remember what um, university he's at, but he talks to... Jonathan Martin and Bradley Jerzak and all of them a lot. Um, He's really good friends with both of them. And he says, you can believe in an infernalism that's not heretical until you make God the one who's doing the torture. Yeah. Once you make God the one who's doing the torture, it's heresy. I like that so much. Because then God is no longer good. If you make God the kind of God that wants to uh, torture women for having an abortion, or uh, torture, yeah, like or torture people it's for LGBTQ just people. LGBTQ you're literally people you are quite literally a heretic of the gospel. Amen. That's it. That's Amen. The, uh, and and to quote um, a very wise person, and that's the T, sis. <laughs> He's sipping his beer now. <laughs> All right, Megan, we've gone. We've gone this far. Take us home. Yeah. Speak as long as you want. I'm here for. I'm. I'm here. I'm for ready. You. Okay. So this Lay is. We're going to be taking things in a completely different direction as usual with my segment. <laughs> Good. I love it. I mean, I feel like we we took it back around the house last yeah. time. Yeah. After I listened a couple of times back, like. I think we got there. We, I we, think we, we did too. We oh, our last episode, the, we yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I don't know how much you or our listeners really know about like what occult traditions believe, what pagans believe, what witches believe. Um, but basically, a lot of like witchcraft and spiritual practices are all about like the balance of nature and you know, like the as above, so below idea that most witch good movie. Yep. Yeah. Great movie. Um, that most practices are based <laughs> scared on the so, shit out of me. Oh, it's scared the shit out of me too. I have to, I haven't shown it to Tommy. So I gotta see it. I gotta watch it's it. So it's so good. It's on Netflix. It's so yeah, good. We have to watch it. Um, so like this is coming from a completely different angle is basically what I'm getting at because the moral of the story is that most, most people who are pagan or witches or practice these traditions just don't believe in hell at all. And if Mm. they do believe in some conception of the afterlife, it's just 
very different from like the Christian idea of the afterlife. So like when it comes to witchcraft, the idea is that because of like as above, so below, a lot of it's about karma and this Mm. fact that there's a natural balance of things and that if you're going to upset the balance of nature or if you're going to do something bad to someone, it's going to come back to you in a different way. So like the whole idea of, I don't know, like if you cast a hex on somebody, then you might get bad karma back because you did Mm. that. Um, And so a lot of it's more about like you facing that balance and those consequences in your life here, not so much about like what your afterlife consequences are going to be. Mm -hmm. And then, so can I ask a question? Yeah. So basically it just operates on the basis of you get what you deserve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, and like the universe will deal back to you when you dealt to other people. Yeah. Cause that's, cause that's like a significantly, other than Christian yeah. perspective. Yeah, oh, it really is. Mm-hmm. Because Christianity is you don't get what you deserve. Exactly. it's grace and it's exactly. mercy. And that's all exactly. That can, so. However, this also that also says in the Christian idea, if you're saying you don't get what you deserve, but say you're a really great person who uh-huh. just happened to sin a few times. Like a lot of, especially evangelical Christianity would say, you still deserve hell just because you fucked up a mm-hmm. single time. So just to well, and I'm acknowledge not, I'm that. also not saying that like they're teaching... I don't know that every bad thing that happens to you is karma from the universe. Oh no, no, like, no, no, that's no, yeah. obviously not true, but yeah. it's more like if you set out with this malicious intent, then that mm-hmm. like negative energy and intent is going to come back to you in some way. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what, and what sorry, you reap. Ahead. You'll sow. Right. And, and a lot of, a lot of like what witchcraft is, is about being like sort of in tune with nature and like a, a reflection of nature. And so it's just a completely different perspective, I think, because a lot mm-hmm. of Christianity is about like your eternal soul and like kind of transcending your mortal existence. But witchcraft is inherently based on like these physical parts of your existence. Like that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. It's about like how you're using the energy that you have here, how you're using your like physical body, how you're using like herbs that you get from the earth or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. about your connection to the physical realm instead of like trying to escape the physical realm, which I think are two totally different things. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think there's also yeah, I think there's a certain sense of um, this is this is our realm, this is our place. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. more about like what you can do here rather yeah. than like what you're supposed to be doing after you're here. And I but think that's it- something that a lot of especially evangelicals could really learn from mm-hmm. because there's but- so much focus on what happens next instead of uh-huh. let us bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Now, honestly, if, if the evangelicals could learn as above, so below that would, it would, the world would be a better place. I mean, that's quite literally Jesus's prayer. Like thy will be done on earth as yes, it is in heaven. Exactly. Yeah. And so, Um, but there's another thing that I'm, I'm thinking of. And so, you know, like, and this is just, I'm, I'm not. So like witchcraft (laughs) is, is pretty prevalent, prevalently, prevalent, prevalently. I've had a couple of drinks of, of you found your way there. (laughs) Prevalently condemned in scripture. And one of the cool things that I've actually, um, a buddy of mine who's very Pentecostal taught me this witchcraft is basically just 
bending what is natural for the fulfillment of one's will. But this is also the Pentecostal evangelical definition of yes. witchcraft. This is not. Yes. Like I, I think we're using the same term very right, 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 right. Oh, and yeah. that, and and I'm not meaning to to like condemn that in any way. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. So if you um, want my, I don't know if you want my perspective. As I would love your No, I would love it. Shit. I think I was just the question that I was asking was like, I think for. For me, at least, you know, we have all of this, like, you know, does God cause it? Does evil cause it? Does this cause it? Does this whatever? And, like, what is the ultimate, like, bending of fate and all of these things? And, like, do you believe in fate? Do you actually just believe that bad things happen because they just happen because we live in a fucked up world? Or do you believe in, like, a divine weaving of things happening like does god drop every piece of dust that goes down onto your floor like all of that put together and Mm -hmm. it's like as far as like where we're sitting with this like when you say the word witchcraft yeah what does that mean in the sense of just daily life so so yeah i'll give i'll give my definition right i'm so Um, pumped like witchcraft is not inherently good or bad because you're right. It is about intentions, but the idea is more like you're like an instrument of the universe, an instrument of nature. And you're using these tools that this world has given you or that the universe is giving you. So what you're saying is capitalism is a form of witchcraft. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> we, we would never like say witchcraft. But I think is bad too. Like okay, that. I think too. We need to step back and also talk about the fact that there's like this huge, this huge like kind of evil stigma about anything that mm-hmm. we call witchcraft because of like specifically the fact that you know cultures with like different cultures, people of color, like non-white people mm-hmm. and women are the people that usually were practicing this. So of yeah. course it was branded as evil, which doesn't mean that it is. It's just like, real. I just think that especially from this kind of a perspective, like a Christian, right, a white Christian perspective, mm-hmm. it's really important to step back and recognize too, that like there was a, a reason that this was labeled the way yeah. that it was. And it was probably not probably, it was most certainly <laughs> blown out of proportion or painted mm-hmm. as like, something evil when it was really just like a lot of indigenous spiritual practices, which Mm -hmm. I also want to say, I'm not trying to speak to that because I obviously don't know what that is. So I'm just trying to talk about more like modern, you know, Wiccan spiritual practices that I'm. And can I just say like, but can I just say thank you? Because like, for me, it's so like when I hear the word witchcraft, I think, Oh yeah, I had night terrors when I was little. Oh yeah, oh, my yeah, mom didn't yeah. let me watch Harry Potter. Oh yeah. yeah. So like I'm 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 literally sitting here and the only reason that I'm not like almost having a panic attack is because I've had a little bit of bourbon. So like <laughs> wow. it's it's really good for me because I do believe in what you're saying and for our listeners I think especially like I think a lot of them are going to hear that word and they're immediately going to go to like oh you're nope. casting spells in a cauldron yeah. and you're yeah, doing which all this is not stuff true. and like I just watched the third Conjuring movie and this lady had this altar and she put like a witch's yeah. snare in this and like we gotta okay, have a we, whole episode about that. Definitely have a but talk and, about and that. so I yeah, want to remind our listeners. Talk about that. I want to remind our listeners that 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 then the 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 word witchcraft has had just like the word hell so many other connotations to it 
that... Have you listened to a Todd White sermon where he talks about the witches? <sighs> okay, so Todd okay. White... Uh, okay, I'm, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this okay. in no uncertain terms. Fuck you, Todd White. Anyways, so, <laughs> wow. um, so he... Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with yeah, that one. I'm okay with it, too, um, because... Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's done a lot of shit, but... So he will talk about witches all the time, and he'll talk about... Uh-huh. He speaks of witches as specifically people who want to cause chaos and evil on Earth. That is how he defines the word witch, and yet, have you ever talked to a witch? I mean, have you ever... I certainly... Miranda worked with a bunch hi, of them. Hi, right there, right there. Me- hey. Megan counts. Um, but like, the it's resident like people- scientist. Scientist but- is just another word for witch. Yep. Everyone knows that. But like it's actually a lot of scientists who are really into spiritual stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and, and lot and Especially the thing because is, of the ties to nature, which obviously makes sense because I'm yeah. a biologist. So yep. <laughs> like are these people who like hate like religious practice? Like qu- clearly not. It's like these are not th- if you're framing everything as a spiritual also, battle between of, there are plenty of witches mm. that call themselves Christian too. I just yeah. want to put that out yeah. there. Like there's yeah. religious religious witches because they don't see yeah. it as it's not seen as this like choice and it's also not right. seen as like its own religion necessarily. Especially in Catholicism as well. Like yeah. Mary is seen as this like divine feminine in, in, uh-huh. um, yeah. yeah, there's like, yeah. Catholic Wiccanism is like a really important, like, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a huge thing. Because it's there. such an umbrella term. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to say something as heinous as that, fuck you, Todd White. That's and <laughs> I just have to add, I knew someone who worked for Todd White for a really long time and she was like oh yeah i literally saw that they were staging healings and they were staging all of these things for todd white to just like be like oh my god a work of the spirit but it was literally just people that they paid to stand up and say that he did something so yeah todd white you can go and take all of your crap and just go somewhere else because you're literally a heretic so go ahead okay so So, yeah, I just wanted to say that bit, I think, about considering, like, the racism and misogyny that have gone into, mm-hmm. like, demonizing certain spiritual practices. I just think that's important to remember. And oh, maybe that's it'll, so important. Yeah, and maybe yep. it will help some people with, like, their hesitation towards yeah. it. Um, and so, getting back to our whole conversation, a lot of witchcraft is about, um, like, cycles and the cyclical nature of life. And so if you look at like the witch's calendar, it looks like a wheel, right? There's different days every year um, and different holidays that they celebrate that are sort of, it's like in tune with, you know, like May day is one of them. Mm -hmm. Like um, it's in tune with sort of like the cycle of the earth. And that's kind of the view on life as well. And so there's totally, there's so many different things that are encompassed under like different pagan practices and whatever, but there's definitely not this like idea of hell as like a fiery punishment pit mm-hmm. that just doesn't exist. So it's pretty much either they think that you're going to get reincarnated into your next life on your next part of your soul's journey. Because one of the big ideas is that you are reincarnated again and again until you've learned the lessons your soul needs to, to be kind of like matured. I think that's really nice. Yeah, uh, and then weird that could be the fires of hell that I was talking about earlier, but yeah. we don't know. We have no oh, oh, idea. Oh shit. Oh shit. We don't know. Oh, there shit. are I want to make the listeners aware. There are Christian incarn reincarnationalists. Yeah, there's there's Buddhist Buddhists are really big on Buddhist reincarnation. Christians. There's that's a yeah, that's a big one. Um yeah. and yeah, that's a popular pagan thing and then another big idea is 
well, so you know, Halloween is called Samhain in the mm. like witch world, Celtic, whatever. Um, your boy's so, Irish and Scottish. He knows yes, I'm Scottish too. About. That's why I know. <laughs> That's why I know some of this because I'm Scottish and I have like uh-huh. Druid ancestors. Derek, so really paganism is in your blood. You it's know literally that? in my I'm blood. A Druid, man. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's in the red hairs of my beard. So, <laughs> hell yeah. You were meant to be like a Druid priest. You, you know were, that? Yeah, dude. I'll tell you about it later. Okay, oh so, shit, I can't wait to hear about so it. So what I was just going to say is that the other idea is that there's like this, or one of the other popular ideas is that there's just this spirit realm that sort of exists alongside mm-hmm. ours and then mm-hmm. there's a veil between it and that's what they talk about when they say the veil gets like the thinnest that it ever is at Samhain on Halloween because veil. the whole Celtic idea is that you can commune with the dead and you actually there's a whole ritual where you're supposed to leave a meal out for your ancestors and how many veils did jesus tear when he died (laughs) (laughs) not just one i mean one was torn in two how many were there i'm just kidding (laughs) so part of the or a lot of our halloween rituals actually come from this because that's why we leave like jack-o'-lanterns out on the porch because they scare away the demons yeah they scare the demons and there's demons on halloween because the veil is so thin so that these spiritual things from the other side can slip into our world It's so, and I, yeah, I just want to reiterate, like, what you're talking about is so crucial to understanding, like, listener, if you have ever seen someone jacked up about witchcraft or jacked up about (laughs) any of that stuff, like the paranormal, whatever, if that motherfucker has ever put a Christmas tree in their house... (laughs) <laughs> they're participating yeah, in, Yule. <laughs> a, in in yule in yeah, a in pagan yule. ritual and so it's just yep. it, it, it's it's all of this stuff that that yeah <sighs> we're so blunt about it and i wish that we could go into the depths of all of it because there's just so much that all of it has to do with constantine like Every yeah. bit of it has to do yeah. with Constantine and and the marriage of uh, Christianity and the Roman Empire and all of those things. But like, it's crazy that that is still affecting people. Society. Just <laughs> literally, I literally looked. I literally looked at one of the pastors of my old SBC church, my Southern Baptist church, and I was like, uh, "What did I say?" I said, "Oh yeah, uh, you didn't know that Jesus wasn't actually born on December twenty fifth." Of course he wasn't he born was like, on December 25th. What? And he was like, no, I didn't know that. I was oh like, my oh it's like, no, my just God. Took the holidays from the pagans. You are a pastor of a church and you yeah. still, be- you still don't, you yeah. still, you still don't know that Christmas was literally a pagan holiday. Like it's, it's that's so funny. It, there's just, How dare you say that about my good Christian I holiday? People and are so this clueless. is my, I talked about it last time. I'm so, so pretentious but i just i think about it and i hear what you're saying megan and i think about all of the things that evangelicalism and and the church catholicism everybody just looks at these things and they're like oh yeah that's evil oh yeah that's bad oh yeah that's that's gonna send you to hell and it's like we're already fucking in hell that's it and but that's, that's already yeah, that's we're that's already it. there, and this is what you care about. That's my mom's favorite theory that we're all in purgatory already. That's what she thinks. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so it's mind boggling to 
to me because I am pretentious and I am I've done <laughs> my research and I've done not as much as like a scholar would, but like I've I've listened to the people who know what they're talking about and I'm just like fuck all if we look at somebody who wants to use essential oils and they're like <laughs> oh if you use thyme on your belly because you think it's going to make you feel better that's witchcraft and it's like maybe it's just herbal fuck medicine are you talking yeah. about like it's just so stupid who says that okay i want to know where's the story that that came from please tell us Derek. please uh, enlighten us it's a mixture of things. Okay, and then, and then I, have, I have a I have a point to add. To Megan, it. go go for it. I think that the current rise, like the new age spirituality, and that whole rise that we're seeing, because obviously, like astrology and witchy mm-hmm. practices are getting more popular again. It's like directly linked to the fact that we live in this insane, like advanced capitalist society, and we also live just so divorced from like the earth and the cycles of nature and, and these even things that the we're people, supposed to be in tune with. You even know what I the mean? people who want to live one with the earth are using it in a capitalistic Literally. way. And it's like it's like people just have this desire. Same with like the cottage core thing. Like people just have this <sighs> desire to get back to this like basic oneness with the world that we're supposed to feel and instead we're just living in this like <laughs> capitalist hellscape where we destroy the earth <laughs> and it's the same people who don't believe in evolution they're like yeah. i want to be one with the earth but i don't want to believe that my body is evolving beyond this and it's like <laughs> you, you just you don't get you don't get biology oh god yeah y'all i just <laughs> God, we've had some good points. <laughs> it makes me sad. I me think too. we're like two hours in, and Derek's done. Derek's done. He's done. No, I'm, th- I'm, I'm no. four. No, I'm four glasses of bourbon in. Four glasses of bourbon. When did that happen? I saw three happen. I saw two happen. Where's the fourth one? I'm not. Uh, that yeah, I've had four. Um. Good for you, man. Good job. Thank you. I appreciate it. that. Are you on your third beer? I'm, a yeah, I'm, I'm on second beer, third drink total. I'm on number two, you. man. What am I doing? What I'm, doing, a, I'm, I'm almost, a Kentucky I'm Irishman. I'm from the Clan Wallace of Scotland. I'm from Clan McLean of Scotland. Hey. We should like, look I'm up li- if we were friends or not. Oh my gosh. So like, I'm <laughs> literally actually like from the Clan Wallace of like William Wallace. I think I was... <gasps> I'm a descendant Stop. of one of his. Bro- God, I think so I'm cool. a descendant of one of his brothers. Holy shit! Um, and then I'm that's actually so cool. a Kennedy of the Irish. Holy shit! Nothing um, so bad cool. ever happens to the Kennedys. Oh my that's god! Everyone knows that. Um, hey. There are a lot of really like weird that. things with my family. Like I'm actually related to John Wilkes Booth. Who am I descended from? That we found out the other day, Tom King. King someone. King Otto. You're, yeah, you're King Otto. Like the, uh, I'm King Otto, that's Otto. me. Yeah, she's descended from the Holy Roman Emperor, King Otto. I oh, looked shit. him up and I was not really thrilled about you it. You might be the Holy Grail, Megan. Believe Holy it or not, <laughs> King Otto was a defender of the faith, which means uh, her like, ancestor decided that Catholicism actually does rule, not the Germanic faiths. So, no, uh, you know yeah. that was Great what... Job, Vlad, um, <laughs> Vlad the Impaler. Okay, I'd a, rather be descended from Vlad the Impaler because he was a, a cool he name. was an East he was a was he Roman Catholic or Eastern Orthodox? I think oh, he, he was he, Eastern no, Orthodox. He, oh no, dude, he was like Holy Roman Empire, dude. Oh, was he? Oh no, fuck Ro- yeah, you're right. He was he was Eastern Orthodox. You'd be right. So he was like the reason he impaled people is because Christianity. 
<laughs> Stop. Oh my That's gosh. So funny. Okay. So because the Lord. So here's what we're gonna do. We're what? gonna wrap all this up in a wrap all really up. nice little bow. <laughs> Megan, did you have anything else for us? Yeah, please. Yeah, um, if you had anything else. Let me look. I want to make really sure you got my other notes. stuff to say. You got all kinds of stuff. I have a lot of screenshots. Shit, you got a hell of a lot of notes there. Oh my god. Oh, I was going to say, like, some Wiccans believe in, I think people probably know this, some Wiccans believe in, like, there's a variety of different deities, so people Mm -hmm. kind of will choose what deities they believe in and, like, worship, which is part of the reason that there's not really a set agreement on the afterlife, because there's... Reference to our last podcast. Yeah, there's a bajillion different deities you can choose from, because people will be, like, Norse Wiccans or Mm -hmm. Celtic or whatever, um... Another thing is that the pagan concept of the devil is completely different from the Christian concept of the devil. So like for pagans, he usually represents like pleasure, celebrations, revelry, kind of like this lack of discipline, this lack of like being held back by anything, just kind of chaos, but he's not evil. It's sort of like not good or bad. And usually pagan deities are not good or bad. Any of them, Mm -hmm. they just sort of are. And so the idea that there would it's, be like an evil deity just yeah. isn't even a thing. It doesn't make any sense. It's so interesting to think about like for for the most strict of like Christianity especially because it is so monotheistic like mm-hmm. especially after the Babylonian exile yep. um, it didn't become so um, binary until the Babylonian exile, where they were like, mm. oh yeah, we have a god, so we have to have an anti-god. And so there is Satan. Yeah, just there some is dualism. Just and Lucifer. It's that dualism. Yeah. And so we don't actually believe, and this is something that I love about John Mark McMillan, he would never be as I far as we are. She <laughs> he would He would say that God is in the chaos and the wild. And he would say, because like Wilder Love, um, uh-huh. that song is so. And um, I reckon with it, and I wrestle yeah. with it. And so he would say, like, love. God can only be good, but because, like, what we've talked about, like, good is just, like, evil is just a distortion of good. Like, God is in so much of the wild, and he's in so much of, like, the. the, the gray spaces where it's like, oh, is this good or is this bad? And it's like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, it might be good for someone, but it might not be good for blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, it, it's just, it's one of those I don't know. Like, God is literally in everything. That's yes, a very Eastern exactly, concept. Exactly. That's like, so good. That's, that's so good. God is literally in all things. And so, got a thing yeah, so I have something to add on to this. Um, yeah. I'm just going to read this quote from a website that I was reading because I think it's really good. Um, It's on the internet, so it must be true. Exactly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. To practice witchcraft requires a thinking beyond the binary of good versus evil or God versus devil to which most belief systems are based. Unlike the Abrahamic traditions, witchcraft is not based upon a strict division of what's good and what's evil. Witches use nature to fuel the concept of the divine, and in the world of nature, there's no battle between good and evil. A lion is not evil because it kills the gazelle, and a deer is not good because it eats only plants. Nature is both cruel and beautiful at the same time. Likewise, witchcraft can be used for both positive and malevolent gains. There you have it. 
I just, that's just the description of the Pentecostal church. <laughs> Are you using your gift of the spirit for good or for the flesh? How dare you oh use my your God. gift of the I'm voice so for the flesh? I'm so sorry, Caleb. I'm so sorry, Caleb. Does Caleb listen to us? Hi, Caleb. Hi, Caleb. He's a Pentecostal. But no, that that's just so... Oh my gosh. God... People thinking that God is so binary that <sighs> that's what gets us into the whole like you keep going and you're going the logical conclusion of like the cult that I was in that was like, yeah, we can't play with face <laughs> cards because face cards what are, are, what are face cards? What, what are, are face cards? Fa- face cards are just basically like a deck of cards with like, are you talking about like Queen, King, Jack? Yeah. What? Like what? We, we couldn't play with those Why? because people in the churches might think that we're gambling. What the fuck are you talking about? Sorry, excuse me. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so basically, like, we couldn't play with face cards in front of church members because they might think that we're participating in something that has to do with that gambling. That is absolutely the craziest it, thing I think I've ever just, heard. It, but, like, it's that binary mindset, and this is the... This is the crux, the cross, LaCroix, whatever the burp water, like <laughs> all of the, 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 the shit that we go through with all of these podcasts is like, if we think in the binary. Life is not a YA novel. There's not just like some bad guy and some good and guy. And God's that's not stupid. either. I'm tortured, but I'm and sexy. So, but like, that's the thing is that when we look that's and so if we talked about this a couple of, a few podcasts ago, like God is in every culture. And yeah. like, when we think about like God being this binary concept of like the evangelical church will say, God is nothing if what he doesn't look like us. And that's just mm-hmm. not true. Like, you can find God in these spaces and in these wild, chaotic places. Because the major, like, the one thing that happens when God enters the wild is that he doesn't create order out of chaos. He creates love out of chaos. And love isn't always orderly. Here's the other Lo- thing. I just have another thing. Sorry, I'm going to yeah, throw no, in. Good. Here's the other thing that kills I me. I like that. And this is, I guess, what I don't know if I understand. Like, people are just so worried about, like, making the wrong decision or making the bad decisions have the good decision. But at least from my perspective, right? Like, we're here to be on this journey, this lifelong journey to grow and to become mm-hmm. better and to become, I don't know, people who are living in, like, God's image. And you're not going to do that unless you make mistakes and unless no. you do like shitty things and it's like even if you did something bad if it was part of this better greater narrative and if it helps you become this better person or learn from it or do something good with it like I don't know like why does it have to just be so abrupt and like right I don't know (laughs) it's it's the people who think and I think of Tim Keller and he was like Megan do you know who Tim Keller is no Okay. He's a big reformed Presbyterian, like five point Calvinist type guy. He has a lot of actually legitimately cool stuff yeah. to say. He's, he's actually really with some good. Wildly problematic beliefs. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's very much in the camp that you can't know the goodness of oh, God. Also, I am non-binary. You know the- if you don't know, if you're a listener, <laughs> I do not identify 
as a he's boy wrapping or as himself, a girl. He's wrapping himself in the He, slide. them, pronouns. If you use them, I'll be like, hell yeah, dude. Thank you. If you use he, that's so, cool too. I don't really care. Tom Anyways, just, continue. Tom just came out over podcast. That's great. I have, I'm wrapping myself in a non-binary flag. That's why we have it. No other reason. It was falling off the couch. <laughs> it was falling off the couch and now I'm wrapping myself in it like a shawl. Anyways, continue Proud about Tim you. Keller. Um, so he would be in the camp of like, you can't know the goodness of God unless you know the, the badness of hell. Yeah. And I'm very much in the camp of like, if God is all good, then we don't need the bad to know what good is. Yeah. Because then that just means that there's a part of God that isn't needed. Like you have to have this bad stuff that's anti God in order to know that God is all good, but God can't be all good if he needs bad to say that he's all good. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense, yeah. And so, with everything that we're talking about, and listener, thank you for thank you for being with us all of this time. God, we're we're longer longer than the last one. Miranda's gonna have a time. She's Um, not gonna be happy about this one. She's not gonna be happy about this. I'm really happy about it. Um, Sorry, Mur. Sorry, Miranda. I love you so much. You're carrying (laughs) my child. Um, <laughs> so there's just this, this, and I think we should end. I don't want to end on myself, but I want to end on this point. Let's do it. When it comes to hell and heaven, when it comes to love and sin, when it comes to, um, witchcraft or, when it comes to just being one with the earth or being one with all of the natural processes that God put into place. And like you think of Jewish Kabbalism, um, which was just a mystic art. And when you think of just, um, there are a lot of ties back to what we're doing with essential oils and what we're doing with um, like Jewish ways of practice with, with different um, things that they had back in what the earth grew back when what, what they were trying to to use and different things. And it's just like when we create this binary source of gospel that is hell or heaven, it doesn't work unless you are just trying to create a space where people behave the way that you want them to. Hmm. We cannot operate on that, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. we can't be these people who say, like, yes, there is right and wrong, but right and wrong is only loving and unloving. Like, the, those are the two things that we have to hold on to. And we talk about this all the time on the podcast. Like, love God and love neighbor. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Like, those two things, if you hang on to those things, the binary doesn't fucking matter. Yep. It's just not that complicated. It's, it's not complicated. It's not and complicated. It's just, because if you work in that binary, you think, oh, yeah, it is complicated because if I love someone, I'm not going to read their tarot cards. But in reality, like I think loving someone is reading their tarot cards. I did read Tom's. Tarot also, cards. speaking of that, once so, and speaking of John Mark McMillan, I uh, once you I did. tweeted at John Mark McMillan. I was like, "Hey, death in reverse is that about is that a tarot reference? Because that feels like a tarot reference." He said, and he said "I know nothing about tarot." 
and that's the only thing John Revue Millen has ever said to me. And he's my favorite singer songwriter ever. And I still uh, want to kill myself. He uh, he liked my tweet the other day that said, "Oh yeah, the Hammering Heart by John Mark McMillan. It is the only song that simultaneously strips my soul of everything it has and makes me think that I'm in a uh, epic kung fu movie at the end of it." <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. It's a catchy song. That's a good. Comment. It's so I love good. that for But okay, remember when back- we saw him? That was a good time. Yeah, we we uh, for my birthday we saw That's him. Good. Um, That's good time. So here is where I want to land, and I want to ask you all to just put your two cents back in at Absolutely. the end because we we've got to wrap this up. Otherwise, yeah. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink another glass, and we're gonna keep going. It's gonna be three hours, and Miranda's gonna hate it. <laughs> um, where I want our listeners, and and really this is for you listeners. Like we don't podcast just to talk out of our asses. We really want to talk to you guys. try this next week or the next couple days or the next month, whatever. When you see something as far as like, if you were raised in the church or you were raised to believe that hell and heaven are these binary places rather than the same place. And I'm speaking for myself Megan and Tom, I don't know what your all's thought on hells are. Like, I don't think you all actually shared. Um, but what my... We can. <laughs> you can. And and my process of this is, like, God is both heaven and hell. But if you believe in love and you love love, it's going to be heaven. If you hate love and you hate goodness and you hate reconciliation, then it's going to feel like hell. So when you live your life and when you are walking day to day and you see all the shit that's going on with fucking people who think that Black Lives Matter is, Black Lives Matter is communist or um, LGBTQ issues aren't, aren't relevant because they're not relevant people, like, just God, fuck. Oh. stop thinking in the binary and just look at God and the chaos and say, what the fuck is loving? And if it's loving, it's God. If it's not loving, then it's not. Mm-hmm. And think the same way about heaven and hell. Like, heaven is not just this geographical place. Hell is not this geographical place. It's a state of being, and we're already in the depths of hell. We're already in it. And if you can just bring right. heaven on earth by just loving the person next to you, God, we would just be in such a better place. We really would. Whether that means reading their tarot cards and saying, like, hey, something something good is coming tomorrow, or whether that be praying for somebody and just being like, God, please let them feel your love somehow. Like, we just got it. We've, we've got to get there. And I don't know how, other than getting drunk on four glasses of old Bardstown. <laughs> and Bardstown, going to, boy, there he is. And going to work tomorrow and just being like, yeah, I mean... I mow grass for a living, but at least I'm making somebody see something beautiful. It's something. Or at least I can like brighten my coworkers' days or brighten yeah. these people's just, days. It, just a little. Yeah. Like I don't know. I love you both. And so I wanna I wanna I wanna end this. We love you, buddy. We we've gone to hell. We've gone to witchcraft we've gone to a bunch of different things but mm-hmm. uh, mormonism we've gone to Woo! 
believing that you can get your own planet. Um, so I want to end just... Also Mormonism. Maybe with the three of us kind of connecting on this point, like for our listeners, um, listener, if you're worried about hell, don't be. Um, I have um, a memory that I want to share. It was yeah. uh, like late December, early January. Um, really, really, really cold outside. Like, had to got to bundle up. It's like ten degrees Fahrenheit. You got to bundle up just to go outside. My mom and I were walking uh, the family dog, Buddy, a very good golden retriever, the best boy in the world. He was very good. Good boy. And um, I remember asking, like, like, Mommy, because I was was like second grade, um, if if I don't believe in God hard enough, do you think I'm going to go to hell? And she said, like, Tom, I I don't know. I hope Mm. not. I worry about that, too. Wow. And to think you had, you had two people who are just out there walking the dog around the neighborhood trying to do their best, worrying if they deserve to be eternally damned if they don't get everything right. How is that just? And I think, yeah, if, if you, listener, are worried that if you had um, a heart attack right now, if you had something go horribly wrong, if you were hit by a bus right now, if you're going to go to hell... We, all three of us, know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, you have nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be, and you're going to be okay. And things are going to be okay. You got nothing to worry about. So? Hey, you want to end on something? Um, oh, God, I don't know if I can follow what you just said. <laughs> Here's a um, big, fat baby boy. Oh, kitty. Good. This is a very good kitty. Derek is uh, showing us a very good kitty right now. So for me, um, I don't know. This is something that I've also obviously thought about a lot. And what I realized, I guess, at a, at a particularly low point in my life when this question was plaguing me, among other things, um, is that I think we're all here because we have a specific purpose and we're all unique people we all have something unique that we can give to the world, right? You would say like you have whatever particular set of gifts that God has given you, whatever you want to call it. Um, a particular set of skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's like I, the thing that keeps me going and the thing that keeps me get up, like getting up every day, honestly, is that mm. I feel like because I'm, no one else is me. I have something that I can give to the world that nobody else can. Love and mm-hmm. as long as I'm making every effort to do that and to make the world better, even if it's in like these stupid little ways, as much as I wish it could be bigger ways, you know, even if like, it's just in the little everyday things that I do. Like, I just think as long as we're living by that mission of like, I just want to make the world just a little bit better because I'm here or just like, I want to give these unique things that only I can give just like, even if it's in these little things, seemingly little things, like we don't know the domino effect that that has. Uh, we'll talk about the butterfly effect. Yeah, and and that's what I. Yeah, we should. <laughs> um, That'd be cool. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I think it's all about. It's like I think it's more about your intentions and your ultimate goals and like your priorities for your life. And for me, at least, I just think that's supposed to be about serving others and like justice mm-hmm. for others, social justice, like 
equality, making the world right closer to what we think heaven is supposed to be instead of just waiting for something to happen. Because I don't want to live like 80 years in a shitty world if I can do anything to make it just a little bit better. Because we mm. don't know what's going to happen next. And that's kind of what it comes down to as well. Like, we just don't know. And so we might as well make this as absolutely fucking beautiful as we can because who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. So uh, I think we'll 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 leave that where it is because uh we've had a lot of alcohol um, <laughs> <laughs> as we should as we should and this is um, theo ipa after all this is theo this is theo uh spritzer theo vodka cran um but no in in all seriousness i think that's a good place to end and and listener we love you um we'll thank we're thankful for you please Message um, any of us if you want to Message talk. any of us if you have questions. Message any of us if you... At Optimus Prime or, Ot, or, or at Megatron. We are here. We, we, we are around. And Derek... Yeah. What, what's your name again? You use Derek Chilton or what? At Derek the Chilton, I think. Derek At Derek the Chilton. Any, honestly, any of us on Twitter, I think... Yeah. D- give us a follow if you want to talk about this. Um, yeah, might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're all about the discussion, too. Like... Um, you're not gonna offend us yeah you're not gonna offend us um if, if you, you want to argue us, i think we're all game to argue that, a little yeah. bit yeah that's cool are. that's okay uh, <laughs> but anyway um thank you listener um thank you miranda if you made it this far through um, thanks miranda sorry <laughs> thank you mer yeah that, thank you for bringing not, me fazolis um one thing that i do want <laughs> you, to want to plug is What's up, Aaliyah? <laughs> next podcast we're going to have a very special guest we are we are we're gonna have our second guest we've ever second had guest we've ever had and it's gonna be such a good topic like i'm really so is. freaking excited about about talking it um to him about it and uh listener if you um are having any quarrels with the church or any thoughts about just like the entity that is the church please tune in because um, we're going to be. If you hate the church, it's going to be a great episode for you. If you hate the church, it's going to be great. I'm a pastor of a church, and I am. Uh, I'm still figuring it out. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we're really thankful for you, and uh, roll the goddamn metal. Woo! <laughs>